Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Welcome back to the channel, guys. Today, of course, we're going to be doing some tales from tech support. Uh, the other night, I released the second video on our second channel, and if you haven't checked that out yet, uh, I'm going to try to put the link in the description down below as soon as I get my head out of my butt and uh, make that sort of a regular thing. But that is going to be uh, story time with Uncle Reddit MC is what the logo says. Uh, you know, we've been toying around with some different iterations of story time with Uncle Reddit 2 or 2.0 or something like that. So any thoughts on that, let me know uh, when you visit the other channel. And uh, yeah, let's get started and read some stories tonight. First day of job, exposed massive security flaw. So I started a new job yesterday. First things first, get a login. But it's more complicated than asking the person next to me to do it. You see, I now work for a large group. I am IT support for a subsection. This means that I have to call up the group IT to get my login. So for my personal phone, I do so, only needing to confirm my name and boss to have them find my account and inform me that the details have been emailed to my boss. An hour later, my new boss hasn't received my info and has decided they might not have told the truth, directing me to call them again. Speak to the same person. They give me an ID and password. I log into my new laptop. Going through the Outlook and Teams first-time logins, I notice something odd. Should a day-old account really be downloading so many emails? Why do I have a Teams profile picture? Why is it definitely not me? Crap. Show my boss I've been given access to the account of someone with the same name as me that already works there and log off. Yes, I was given full access to someone else's account without needing to answer a single security question. Why calling from my personal, definitely not registered with group phone. I think this isn't good. Boss, understandably, calls group IT and gives them a good bollocking. I sit around all day waiting for this mess to be sorted. Today I've been sent on site. Still don't have a login. Fun times. So it seems like the main IT group in this place has two issues. One, they don't pay much attention when you talk to them or email them. And two, they don't bother double checking that you are the person, like you said, no, no security no uh, security questions asked, no proof that you say you are who you are. And it would be very easy to check that out before they start giving you login information for somebody else's account. But yeah, oh well, some days be like that, I guess. How did these people even manage to be hired? Sorry, but gotta vent a bit. User, a PC has a problem. Me, is the PC currently available? I can fix it in three minutes. User, with an offended tone. Not during business hours, so why can't you fix it? Uh, I need access. Can you call me when it's available? User. We have 50 patients and it needs to be fixed now. Me. Can you call me when it's available? User. The doctor is very angry. Me. Can you call me when it's available? User. Is your boss named such and such? Me. Can you call me when it's available? User. Okay, thanks. And hangs up. User calls in the next day. Why is this not fixed? Me. Is it available? User. No, I'll call you back. Hangs up and never calls back despite my five follow-up calls. These people are entrusted with patients' lives. Oh, the doctor's angry. Ooh, ah. Yeah, not impressive. I don't care. <laughs> the only way it can be fixed is if I have access to it. If I can't have access, then yeah, you're stuck. 
your problem. Wow. People are amazing. Very entitled. Everything should go their way. Doesn't matter if it makes sense or if it's even possible. It just has to go their way. My own first day on the job story. As a teenager back in the timesharing days, I got a job working for my dad's one-man, now two-man, consulting company. The company he worked for had just switched to a new kind of computer. My dad gives me his login and the manual and tells me, figure out how this thing works and explain it to me. As I go through the manual, all the passwords and all the examples are XXX. After a while, it dawns on me that this is how the systems are shipped. I give it a try and sure enough, I'm logged into the main admin account. Hey dad, this system still had the default admin password. I have complete control. My dad gets on the phone to their head guy and tells them they have a serious security problem. Reminds them that they just fired a bunch of disgruntled employees. They talk for a bit and my dad turns to me and says, he says you can't actually do anything. Me, type, 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 type. I have him log into his own account. My dad says to the phone, my son says try logging into your own account. Yeah, I'll wait. A minute later, yeah, I think we need to do something about this. Oh my god. So does that mean everybody they let go was using all default logins and passwords? That's what I'm hearing, right? Tell me I'm not totally nuts. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. Somebody better get on there and start figuring out how to, like, delete permissions or whatever. Um, and definitely update all your passwords to everything. Do you know about this? I was out sick last week. One of our clients sent me an email in the morning. I'm sick. I'm not reading email. To say he was getting an error message while trying to do something and wanted to know if I knew about it. I get a text message late in the afternoon about this because an employee of that guy wanted an update on the situation. They called into our helpline and had said the ticket was assigned to me, even though I was sick. The helpline person, one of my employees, pinged me to check on this because she couldn't find the ticket. All the client had done was send me an email. He hadn't called our helpline or submitted a ticket over the web. In fact, no ticket was created for it at all. No one else was having that problem, so no one on our team had any idea those errors were occurring. But this didn't stop the guy's employee from being upset that we hadn't fixed their problem all day. They did calm down once they discovered that no ticket had been created. It doesn't matter how many emails and Yammer announcements and websites we plaster with, please start support requests or incidents by calling our helpline or submitting a ticket over the web. Clients won't do it. I bet if you stopped responding completely, 100%, except for the ticket system or the helpline, I bet they would start using one of those too. Like, don't respond at all. Don't care. Just pretend they don't exist. They'll change around eventually if they know that's the only way to get a hold of you. I bet. You dirty rats. Oh my god, who was that? Is that Jimmy Cagney who used to say all that all the time in the old movies? Tech specialist for three public schools here. I received a work order this morning from a kindergarten teacher. Work order stated that three of her four student desktops suddenly lost network connection. I go there this afternoon... I look and see that the long table that the desktops are on has been pushed far to the right side. In doing so, the patch cables at the drops get yanked out of the wall. Teacher walks in. I explain to her what happened. She states she has no idea how that happened. She says no one moved that table at all. I just go and put them back in and move the table back. Luckily, none of the ends were damaged. As I'm leaving, the students come in from an activity. The teacher aide is with them. She asks me what was the problem with the computers. I explain it to her. The kids all yell, Mrs. Watkins, the teacher, moved the table to get our dodgeball. I just laughed and walked off. Dealing with the teacher is like dealing with the children many times. 
Always remember, users lie. <laughs> yes, they do. She was embarrassed. Okay, but unless she snatched the cables out, well, maybe she did. If she, if she lied about it, that means she just pushed that table until something popped and snapped or whatever. But uh, I can't believe it didn't break the ends on the cables or the faceplate off of the wall cover. Anyway, why lie? It just doesn't make any sense, man. A long drive to scan a barcode. Way back in the previous century, I worked as a field tech for a computer company. I covered a large territory of the U.S. Southwest. I had one large customer in the town I lived in and a bunch scattered around in other towns and cities. I had one smallish customer about four hours away by car, but I didn't have to visit them very often, until they received some training from a lady from our support office. I had never met or dealt with training lady, TL, before, but I had heard of her, but I knew very little about her. One of the things I had set up at this customer were some handheld laser scanners. These weren't very common at this point, and they had to be programmed to read different types of labels. Each scanner came with a quick start card. You scanned a label to put the device into program mode. Then you scanned the type of labels it needed to scan. Then you scanned a save and exit label, and all was cool. It took maybe 15 seconds to program a scanner. Pretty easy, right? Needless to say, I had left all the installed scanners programmed and working when I installed the equipment. Anyway, I get a page from my boss one day. Oh, pagers, remember those? I call the office. He's in a panic. TL has been calling, complaining that nothing works. I didn't complete the install. She can't do training, and so on. My boss at the time was a spineless jellyfish who lived in terror of everyone, except his own minions. I knew I had to stamp on this right away. I had heard tales from other techs about the boss selling his staff down the river to appease anyone being critical. I calmly but forcefully refuted that nothing worked. I had left everything just fine. We had had no support calls from this customer since I had done the installation. I would call them and find out what was going on. My boss instantly changed his tune. He knew it couldn't be true. I was one of the best techs, blah blah blah. I called the customer and talked to my contact there. She's very nice. Did I want to talk to TL? Oh, yes please. TL gets on the phone. A couple of scanners aren't working. Okay, I say. It's easy to reprogram them. I'll walk her through it. It'll take less than a minute. Sorry, she's busy. Can't I just come out and do it? Well, yes I can, but it's a four-hour drive, so I can't be there until next day. Is she sure she can't try it? As an aside, I've trained multiple customers to do the programming on their own. Take one of the quick start cards and number the labels in order. This is meant to be end-user friendly. No, she won't do it. It's not her job. It's mine. She'll see me tomorrow. I was about boiling with rage when I got off the phone. I called the support office and spoke to one of my buddies there that did phone and remote support for customers. I explain what's going on and ask if they don't normally talk customers through stuff like this. My buddy explodes. He's had multiple problems with TL. She's horrible. Should be fired. He hates her. My buddy is a pretty mild-mannered guy. I'm shocked by his reaction, but it's clear that TL has a history of making waves, so I decide this isn't a hill I want to die on. I call my boss back and explain that there are two scanners that need to be reprogrammed. TL will not do it even though it's totally simple. She wants me to drive out and do it. I was not surprised that my boss wanted me to go. He was too chicken to raise the issue with TL's boss. Easier to have me drive 8 hours. Next morning I wake up early and drive to the remote site. TL is very polite and professional while I reprogram a couple scanners. I make sure there isn't anything else they need and leave. So 8 hours of driving for about 5 minutes of work, with my paperwork included. All because I had a chicken crap boss and a sociopath TL. A couple months later my boss moved to a different company. There was a collective sigh of relief in the whole department from everyone. 
I also found out later that he had allowed our building to get totally screwed up. Hundreds of newly installed devices had not been added to our maintenance contracts. He probably cost the company a couple hundred thousand dollars in lost revenue. Ouch. I'd say about 90% of the bosses I've ever had in life were one of two types. One is total dictator, a-hole, know-it-all, won't back down for anything. Whether he's right, wrong, or indifferent. Never listens to anybody, his way or the highway. The other type is um, sort of the same, except when somebody directly confronts him. Then all of a sudden, his head kind of ducks back in his shell a little bit, and he's kind of like, oh, oh, well, maybe, 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 just to appease the person that's directly, that's being irritated or confronting him. And I learned real quick with that type of boss that if I was just a little bolder and a little louder than the last person that confronted him, I could always get him to swing around my way. Now, was I always right? No. There were some cases where he should have very rightly said, no, absolutely not. You're not doing this. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I wasn't going to be the one taking all the abuse. That's for damn sure. Just touch it. Well, how do I do that? I work in a tech-related field. All my team members interact on some level with troubleshooting code, from actual dev work to copy-paste QHX. None of us are end users. We're at a team lunch, and as with most restaurants in my city, the ordering is digital. There's a little puck on the table with a QR code and an NFC tag that links to their ordering page for that table. The puck is very clear about its ability to do either with words and images. Also, for background info, here in Australia, Goodbye. contactless payment has been the norm for over 10 years now. Wow. We all know how contactless works, or at least we all should. One of us was having trouble scanning the QR code. I think it was bad lighting from their angle or something. The following conversation is paraphrased and context is spelled out for you. The reader. Me. Just tap your phone on it instead. Them. How do I do that? Me. What do you mean? Just touch your phone to the thing. Same way I saw you pay for coffee this morning. Them. Okay, so I open the camera app and then what? <laughs> Me. No camera app. Forget about the camera. Touch your phone to the puck thing. Them. I'm not really sure how to do that. Me. This is actually beginning to stress me out that you won't even try. Here, watch. I touch my phone, which is clearly on my home screen with no apps open to the puck, and it opens the ordering webpage automatically. Them very unsure of themselves, opens the camera app again, then holds the phone about 5 centimeters above the puck. Camera can't even see the QR code at this angle. After several seconds of this hover action and me holding back from losing it, it finally drops close enough to scan the NFC and open the page. What is it about tech that breaks people's brains? Physically placing something down onto the table should be a simple instruction, right? I don't understand the utter refusal to do the one thing that would work, and then when finally convinced to try, still makes touch it with hover above it like some sort of force field is in the way. It is a difficult thing for some people to get their heads around, although if that same person paid for coffee that morning the same way, why didn't they get that reference? I don't understand, but anyway, I love my NFC tags and QR codes uh, because everybody's a little different. At my day business, my soap shop, I, uh, I have an NFC tag and a QR code right inside the front window of the shop so that people can either tap the window and go right to our website and get our hours, our pricing, our products, whatever, our email, uh, or they can use their camera app and scan the QR code and there you go. So I love them both. Uh, it took me a little while to get used to them. You know, I'm an old hardhead sometimes, but once you get onto it, contactless is great. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. 
I upload new episodes at least three times a week.